Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Tommy Lank went from Hollywood sidekick to Instagram trash fashion superstar. Now he's sitting down with celebs and their own personal garbage, and, well, they're going to talk trash. We should talk some trash. Well, I'm in trash. I collect it, I sort it, I count it, and I throw it in my trash can. My trash can. Welcome back to the Trash Cast. It's our, the final episode of the year. Thanks for listening. Um, season's greetings to you. Happy holidays. Have you hung your trash bags by the fireplace and put out your bin so that Oscar the Grouch can roll by in his trash can and fill your cans with trash and treasures? I hope you have. I know I've done so with, with all of my bins. Um, today, I'm going to be talking to Jenna Ushkowitz. You may know her from Glee, and um, she has a, a podcast on the Lady Gang Network called Showmance, and it's wonderful. I did an episode uh, with Becca Tobin we went on, and it's delightful, so Google that and put it in your computer machine and listen to it if you feel like after you listen to this one. Okay, so now it is, you know, it, if you celebrate Christmas, it's happening. You may be listening to this. Um, hidden in your in your parents' basement while while your r- relatives and in laws and siblings are fighting upstairs, and you've you've hidden yourself away so you can listen to my podcast. If you've done that, I I really applaud you, and I I am grateful for your listenership. And um, stay strong. I thought I would tell a little tale. Of, of the Charlie Browniest Christmas I ever did have. So picture it. It's the 90s. Uh, if you don't know this about me, I was in marching band. I played trumpet first chair. Uh, and I was also the drum major. The drum major is the, the person that leads the marching band. Oftentimes they have a, a large baton that they twirl and a whistle, a, a fancy hat in my case. Um, my head didn't fit in any of the the hats that were available, um, and we were a Spanish matador-themed marching band in the town where I grew up in Camarillo, and our our uniforms had not been, well, they were from the 70s, so they hadn't been replaced. So they were flared bell-bottom, matador, sort of short uh, bolero jacket costumes, and I had to make my own hat. Obviously, I excelled at that. I purchased a lady's straw hat, and I wound a feather boa around it, and sewed it up on the side, and placed a jewel on it that I found at the antique shop. Um, so I really made it work for me. Anyway, we were the worst band in all of Southern California, but we hosted the best Christmas parade competition for marching bands. But we we would never. We were horrible. And when I think when I started my freshman year, we had maybe 30 people total. It was it was embarrassing. Uh, But we had lots of auxiliaries. We had tall flags. We had drill team. We had short flags. We had shields. At one point, there were rifles. All of these uh, auxiliaries were um, all female teams of of you know, dance and, and, and twirl and whatnot. Oh, we had baton twirlers. We had sister, a team, a sister team of baton twirlers that would twirl fire at our football games. This is my senior year. I'm now the drum major. And I knew we just had no chance of ever doing well in the competition. But there was some sort of theme, costumery competition segment uh, that I thought maybe we could win okay so the theme that we selected was charlie brown christmas and um i knew the peanuts universe well i'd done you're a good man charlie brown at my local youth theater and so i selected each auxiliary would be a different sort of character of the peanuts world so the 
the tall flags were marching woodstocks like the yellow bird and we hot glued all these costumes this is where my hot gluing all began and then um the short flag team would all be marching linuses and they so they had their short flag in one hand and then they ditched one of their short flags and they had a blanket in the other hand and we had striped shirts for them then the marching band was all charlie browns so i got all of these gold shirts and i bought lots of black felt and we cut zigzags and we hot glued them onto the t-shirts and um we wore our converse and black shorts then the drill team were all marching lucy's so i bought red t-shirts for them and then we sewed or hot glued on um, sort of like skirts onto the bottom so they would be like a drop-waisted Lucy dress. Then um, the shield team, one of the moms made this beautiful silk banner that said Camarillo High School Marching Band presents Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it was stunning, made of silk. Then uh, I, since I'd done Charlie Brown, I knew we had a doghouse set piece. And so I got it from the theater and I put it on wheels, me and whoever was helping me. Uh, we put on some wheels and then I got a tiny Christmas tree. And then I had my friends, younger brothers and sisters dress up as all of the other Peanuts gang members. And so then we they were going to pull this Snoopy dog house down the street. Oh, and then the cherry on the top of this Christmas Sunday was that I, the drum major, was dressed up as Snoopy, and instead of a baton, I was holding a, a bone that I would twirl. Um, and my mom made my costume because I was freaking out and having panic attacks and crying every day because it was so much work. So we go do the parade, to the parade. We do the competition. We get out of our, our bolero jackets. We put on all these costumes, and we're standing there, and... Um, we get all of our costumes on and thunder, lightning, downpour, floods, the, the most rain that there had ever been in decades. In all the years of this Christmas parade, it had never been canceled. We, were, we just stood there and just picture Woodstock, all the Woodstocks, all their feathers are, are getting soaking wet, just sticking to their bodies. The beautiful white silk banner with red and green letters that had just been made. The red and green was bleeding down onto the white silk. Well, oh gosh, the Lucys. We'd filled their their drop waist, um, their drop waist skirts with like toilet paper to make them fluffy, so just soggy toilet paper. It was pandemonium. It was very cinematic. The, the lightning flashing in the background the pouring pouring rain and then i'm still standing there as if the parade is going to happen in any way and i just kept saying we're gonna march we're gonna march we're marching we're doing this our marching band director finally had to pull me off the street put me on the bus uh all the costumes you know we would they were all kind of hodgepodge glued together so the water complete everything was ruined everything had to be thrown in the trash now also our our regular uniforms the the bolero jacket matador themed situations were out in the rain and those got all soaking wet um so we put all those on the bus and in the trucks and and put everything back in the the uniform room at at school all of our hard work had been destroyed by the storm we didn't place. We didn't get any trophies. We never won anything. Months later, we had to go back into the uniform room where all the bolero jackets, etc., were hanging on racks. And we opened the door to the room, and the waft stench of black mold and mildew that hit my face was astonishing. I nearly fell over. It, is, it was the most disgusting thing. Everything ruined. We had hastily put the uniforms back in there completely wet and never opened the door again. They were just disgusting. Now, it was, uh, it was a blessing and a curse because we hated those uniforms. We were so embarrassed by them. But also, we had nothing to replace them. And then it ended up we had to, like, do fundraisers to 
pay for our like to, to buy tuxedo pants and cummerbunds and make uniforms out of those. Anyway, it, it went from Charlie Brown to depression, clinical depression. Um, so so that's Christmas time. I've not been back to that Christmas parade because it's just too depressing for me. I will openly weep when any of the Charlie Brown Christmas music comes on if I'm out shopping. Uh, it's a very sore subject. But, hey, that I promised you a Charlie Brown Christmas story, and that's about as Charlie Brown as it gets. The Peanuts were – that was a – Schultz, all that stuff was very depressing. Uh, but you know what's not depressing? The rest of this episode. So stay tuned. When I come back, I'm going to be chatting with Jenna Ushkowitz, showmance. Stay tuned. Give me that trash. Give me that trash. Yeah. Give me that trash. Give me that trash. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Did you just got done playing tennis? I did just get done playing tennis, and it was very warm out today. Yeah, very warm. I don't know why you would do that. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to the magical Jenna Ushkowitz. Did I say that right? Ushkowitz. Ushkowitz. Close. I mean, it's close enough. I'm gonna just start. You over. Have, no, you have no idea how many people botch it, like bad botch it. Like, why, it's so annoying because why does every beginning of every podcast have to be talking about your name? I just It wasn't annoying. I just was on the Throwing Shade podcast and they oh. thought my last name was Link. And it's a very common mistake. Right, right. And I'm like, just like, yeah, whatever you want to have. I'm honestly, it. I could care less. Who cares? I just can't wait to get rid of it at some, just t- call, at some point. Just call, as long as you call me, that's all I care about. Yes. Call me by my name. Call me by my name. Wait, are you a single lady? No, I'm not. You're an ungoshed? Um, are you I'm, married? No, I'm, I'm not married. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to happen soon but uh um, it's problematic it's problematic it's a, like, no i've been with my uh boyfriend for a year and a half now we live together we're bound <laughs> bound you've imprinted on each other like werewolves on twilight are you a twilight werewolf yes i am i i wish how my, did you meet your uh your films we met on <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gross <laughs> we met on hinge on a dating app Wow, because I was just going to suggest to you an <laughs> app that I learned about last week. Ship? No. Oh. What's that? Ship? Ship um, promotes uh, showmance a lot, <laughs> and it's a dating app. That oh. You can go on with your friends, and they can swipe for you and, like, help you. Oh, wait. I'm signing up for this immediately because yes. I am a single gentleman. I'll get on and, and give, you some, give you some tips. Okay, great. Not that I... Well, then I shouldn't t- say this other Tell dating me. app, but it's called Dig, and it's for people with dogs to meet other people no. with, with dogs. I know. What? I know. I signed up as fast I as I could. I might sign up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so LA, by the way. I've got a husband well, in the wings waiting but, for me. But I'm going to join a dating app for know, a dog. I want to... I'm holding out. Like I don't want to get married yet because I'm kind of waiting I'm Pulling out for a hero with a dog in the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's like coffee and meets bagel or whatever that one is. And Ugh. luckily, Hinge was the, one of the only dating apps I went on ever. And he, David was my first date on Hinge, and that was it. The rest. So wait, is when did you? Did you? Was this? Pre or post Glee that you went on Hinge and did oh the thing. post 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 I mean I went on Hinge last a year and a half ago for about two to three weeks I met David and that was it and then I deleted the app and how do you deal with that as far as being a, a well known person in yeah. the entertainment industry yeah a celebrity well there's like part of it that's like an ego thing where you're like I'm just a normal person like get the out of your own way and like do yeah. it and get on there because like whatever but from david's point of view he watched glee um and he knew who i was and he went on and commented on one of my posts but was like um is this her and am i gonna meet this person and it's gonna i'm gonna be catfished so he was like there was a slight chance when we met on our first date he was like this could not be her at all Oh, interesting. Yeah. He was kind of skeptical about yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we had chatted for a long time before that uh, just on text and stuff. So, like, he kind of got a sense of who I was and, you know, still didn't really know. There's a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen catfish. Yes, of course. <laughs> I've seen some crazy catfishes lately. Um, 
the MTV one where like somebody thought he was dating Katy Perry and even after was like, I think she's playing tricks on me. (laughs) He was like, oh, poor guy. The poor guy. Finally, he gave up and submitted to realizing that it was not Katy Perry. Oh, my God. I mean, I talked about on another podcast my uh, uh, getting catfished (laughs) by someone pretending to be Ross from Friends from David Schwimmer. No. It was the whole thing. But I was... It's like Matthew Perry on Raya. He's on Raya. Is he? Yes. I'm not supposed to share that, but whatever. Oh, well, can you believe I have not been accepted? No. You don't want to be on Raya I keep checking my phone like once a year. I re-download it to see if they've (laughs) accepted me to their private... Okay, for for those of you who don't know, Raya is like a secret. It's like a dating app for like... Super important people. Ew. It's so gross though because it's not... And it's a social status thing. So once you get on there and get accepted, it's like nobody wants to date. Everybody just wants to be like, I got accepted. I'm on Raya. It's <laughs> nobody needs. I was on it for years and I went on one date. Is specifically for dating or is it like, yeah. a, a, like a Facebook for famous well, people? Now they've no, – it's not a Facebook for famous people, but now they've made it as like a business networking thing. So you can go on and click I'm here for business or I'm here for dating. Ugh, it's um, like LinkedIn meets – Yes, exactly. I hate it. I hate it. Well – F off, Raya. Well, we'll get you on ship, and we'll get you not on Raya. I brought you here today to this podcast (laughs) to ask you to to help me with my love life. (laughs) But wait, let me ask you this. You don't seem like a very, like, you seem like a very forward type of feminist lady. I'm curious when people are now getting engaged and whatnot, did, like, was there, did he get down on one knee? Did he ask you? Did he ask, I just saw a commercial for a wedding thing uh, for wedding rings and it was like the man you see him asking oh permission God. and you think it's going to be the parent i'm like oh you know what if he's asking a dad <laughs> for the permission <laughs> of the woman how dare you? but then it f- flips and it, it's he's asking the, the son he's asking the kid if it's okay oh that's and then cute. i cried a okay little bit. that's fine that i love fine. that commercial. but the other the other version no, I'm the like, other way nope, around is nope. I don't even know if my dad expects that or not because he's he's a little bit more traditional, but I'm not, and David's definitely not. We're very modern and very forward thinking, and like he, I mean, I'd still want the proposal and I still want the ring, and I, <laughs> okay. but I don't want the traditional. Like I don't think he has to ask for my hand. And like David brought it up once and was like, I mean, you know what the the dad bringing like the daughter down the aisle is like giving her away because oh, he owned I know, it's her. So gross. So gross. She was. But you know property. I'll do it. Oh, you're gonna do. It. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, we'll... but just out of you know, my dad and I like he. You know, I was daddy's little girl for such a long time. So like, it's it means something different to me. Yeah. Where you did know? you grow up? Long Island. Wow. Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. I'm going home next week, and I'm can't wait to eat some bagels. Oh, real bagels. Yeah, real yeah. bagels. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Oh wait. When and do you have a date set? Are you gonna? No, we haven't gotten we haven't gotten engaged yet. Oh wait. Oh no. I see. Okay. Wait. I'm so happen. confused about how no. how the straights work. Well, that's the thing. Now. Straight culture right is now. planning your proposal. Well, that's the thing. We we talk about marriage all the time, and so like I know it's gonna happen soon, and it's it's like whatever. We're gonna get married. We're gonna have a kid. Like. So Whatever. he's probably like secretly shopping for rings for you. I yeah, love that. I was like, secretly oh, she's, too. Like, I'm like, she's got rings on her fingers. Does that mean she's, <laughs> she's engaged? engaged? I'm totally, isn't that weird that like, I find a lot of women that they notice all that stuff straight away. Oh, straight away. You, if you I, know, you look, you see, you get and it. And I bam, never bam, know, bam. I don't notice jewelry on anyone. <laughs> well, if you, you notice jewelry on me, I mean, you just assumed. Yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, she's she's, got, ma- she's, she's engaged. She's, she's engaged. It's on a, it's on one of the fingers, <laughs> middle. Do you know which finger it is? It's. I know it's supposed to be the left one. Yes. To the side of the middle finger. What is that finger called? The ring finger. Oh, the it's ring. Called the ring. Wow. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Uh, by the way, so the, a woman at the Clinique counter at, on campus at UCLA. Wait, what? And when I was in college. Okay. Okay, I've just been thinking about this a lot lately. You know, she <laughs> she said back in in the in the night. This is the nineties. Back in the nineties. Um, and she said, you know, you have to apply. <laughs> you have to apply your eye cream. Eye cream and anything around your eye has to be done with, with a ring finger. Why? Be- because. I don't know because it's you have the le- like if you play piano you have the least amount of control on that finger like it's the least coordinated finger so the least amount of pressure so <laughs> a woman says that to me a million years ago and still to this day 
You don't know it's a ring finger. I don't know it's a ring finger, and, a- and I'm still doing it as if, like, everything else around it hasn't already fallen. It's not, it's like, I don't re- I don't remember to take a vitamin, but I do remember. It's the applique finger. To only use the applique finger. But also then I was thinking about it, maybe it's the sort of the, the meatiest finger of, of the group, other than, the, like, it's the softest, most padded. What? If you think about it. And you could really get in there and be gentle with well, that it's the under short, eye skin. It's, it's not the pinky, but it's not the middle. So I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Why am I talking about this? I'm a monster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I do do that. I do use this Because finger. someone told you 10 years ago <laughs> to only use that finger and you're still doing it. I'm still doing it with my applique fingers. Why? It's I like... don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know why I do. We are totally susceptible. <laughs> to. It's like I'm not a suspi- suspicious. What's the word I'm looking for when you believe in? Gullible, susceptible. Um, s- um, you know, I'm not a superstitious. <laughs> I'm, I'm superstitious. Are you? Yes. Like how? This like actually great. I gonna... here's what suspicious super suspicious <laughs> suspicious minds suspicious. superstitious. Uh, anytime I go through a red light, I kiss my hand and hit the ceiling. Well, you are su- super. What is the word? Superstitious. <laughs> you're superstitious then. Apparently. Or do you lift your feet up when you go over a train track? That's what you're supposed to do. No. Do you hold your you breath when you go by a, a, a cemetery? cemetery? Yes. Okay. What are you like really superstitious about? No, I'm like the kind of superstitious like. Um, if I'm doing a show um, and like I put one sock on the first show and it goes well first, then I, I have to do it the same way. What? Yes. You're like a football player. Yeah, totally. I'm like, you know, like they don't change their socks for like the whole run of their, you know, World Series. and they Like don't a baseball player yeah, exactly. uh, growing their beard. Exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of like that. I'm more superstitious. So you wear a dirty sock the whole run of the show or do you just put <laughs> well, it I, on the same way? I don't or... know. I try to ignore the fact that they probably wash them when I don't know and I don't know about it. Yeah. But I will do things like the same way. So like when I was in waitress, like every before every show had to be like pretty much the same or else I thought it was going to not go well. I'm a psychopath. I totally get that, though. I know. I get it. Um, I have to eat my chips. I have to take my potions. I have to do drink all my mm-hmm. drinks, you know, in the well, same order. When I did uh, Byron Seller, one man, like hour and a 45 minute play, I I wasn't superstitious. I just <laughs> was like, I ne- I'm going to get hungry in the middle of this show. But also, <laughs> I can't eat anything like risky right because if i if there's a any sort of indigestion totally. it's gonna happen on stage so it was very much okay it's 45 minutes before the show now i'm gonna have an apple <laughs> half a granola bar and two bites of this turkey sandwich and that intermission did you have an intermission? there's no intermission oh, and i oh i did have one show where i was like i <laughs> maybe something is happening it's happening so you don't have any time to pee or anything like that no Oh boy! No, you got I'm to take a... like three sips of water, and that was That's it. That's the thing. So I, I definitely planned yeah. exactly how it had to go. Right. Uh, Less superstitious, more just a plan, a smart planner. Procedural. Procedural so planner. I, so I didn't systematic thinking. Get food poisoning. <laughs> like there was no way I was going to order like, you know, uh, like a, a a curry before your show. Absolutely. <laughs> No, I wouldn't eat curry, but I would. I had to take my B12, and I had to have Cape Cod potato chips because you know they're greasy is good for your voice, and I love potato Wait, chips. Wait, what? So I would what? have like the mini bags of Cape Cods in my dressing room, and then I would have one of the. I have one bag of those B12, B6, vitamin C, um, an emergency drink, a coffee, and a t- uh, throat coat tea with honey. Oh my god, this is why musical theater people psycho or psychopaths. This is why I left. <laughs> Cuz I don't want to be psycho anymore. Well, because uh, it, it, <clears throat> the 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 saving of the gift is so gross. <laughs> By gift, I mean your beautiful, beautiful vocal Voice. cords. Yeah. No, I know. And God forbid. Gift. And you know, I'm assuming when you, if you like didn't hit a note right, you're like, you think everyone noticed. Like, yes. No one noticed. No oh, one yeah. cares. I come up say I'm like, I cracked. And they're like, what? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. How long did you do Waitress for? Only three months. Oh, that's the way to do it. It was long enough. (laughs) I will say uh, uh, the three-month mark in Rock of Ages was where my brain went, oh, this is how people (laughs) slowly go insane. Yeah, how do you sustain? And I've got three more months to go. Oh, God. Got it. If that, yeah. 
we're not complaining because it's amazing to have a no, job no, no, and be no, there. It's, it's just the weird part of doing that exact same. And how do you sustain it and thing. make it fun and keep it fresh and not lose your mind? Did and... you find that people got were mm-hmm. stimulated by anything different that happened? Yeah, good or bad, people were. It became the biggest thing. Well, I mean, you live in this whole, like this tiny bubble in backstage or on stage with these people all the time and everything was luckily for me i came in like um, less than a month after they opened so it was still very fresh um and it was it was good i mean and the thing about waitresses their cast changes so often yeah that it's not the one where people are just like you know lifers like lion king um (laughs) (laughs) you know so luckily like and it was a good cast of people who were very kind to each other my analogy for being in a musical is that that lollipop that video that tiktok of all those teenagers putting the lollipop in their mouth and passing it back to the person behind them ew that's being in a musical to me ew because you're just there not yeah not i'm just saying like metaphorically that's what it is yeah shared space shared germs ew and why no one wants to no one wants to call out because it's like very shameful to be sick you don't call out you don't call out but then you bring your illness and get everyone sick well that's the thing i used to have somebody who would be like i'm kind of sick so like don't don't get too close and i'm like i kiss you on stage Call out, you call out, asshole. bitch! I I never called out though. <laughs> oh yes, I only it was only three months though. After the three month mark, I probably would have started calling out. Yeah, I only get sick. I called out when I had the norovirus, which I thought was food poisoning. What? But it's when it's happening via both orifices yeah, at yeah, the same yeah, yeah, time, yeah. and you Brutal. think like I prayed for death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this isn't good. I should probably go to the hospital. I'm definitely calling out. Oh my god. Well, um, yeah. There's no getting on stage at that point. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but though there are stories of people like just get the can ready, have the can on stage left. You know the bucket. We had that on on Glee once. We were doing um, Hello Goodbye. It was a Beatles episode. We were working like nonstop. And I remember, I can't remember if it was Leah or if it was Naya or somebody was throwing up. So it would be like, Hello Goodbye. And then like you'd hear cut and then you would hear (laughs) (laughs) on the side of the stage. Oh my God. Because here's the thing on TV you don't have understudies. You just have yourself. So it's it's hard. Also, there is no sick days for actors on a TV show. None. I've only had one experience where the lead actor was sick and they had to call an insurance day. Oh, we had a lot of insurance days. Oh, you did? We did. Just because re- we had to. And if here's the thing. Like, you're in a show with everybody in the scene. It's not just like they can pull up another. It's like... You're in everything. You know what I mean? We were in everything. It's so weird because uh, anyone else on any position on a TV show can be be sick because they're. But it's just weird that if you've been established in a scene, we we literally cannot do the scene even if you have no lines because you're in the back corner. Exactly, and they'll wonder where you were. It's brutal. But like that's when you watch TV shows. I was just watching Parenthood again and. There was one episode where, like, three of the uh, actors all had, like, no voice and sounded like they had horrible colds because, you know, it's like passing the lollipop on TikTok. Yes, of course. Of and course. everybody has – I'm like, well, you passed it along and nobody can call out. So that's not a thing on TV. That's so right? weird. We should give ourselves um, sick days. I just was looking <laughs> at all of your credits. You're in Hello Again, the movie? I was. Is Hello Again the uh, the one that's like... Michael John Lacusa. So it's the weird atonal... Yes. Meow, 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 meow. Is that yes. the... Um, oh, I saw it here at at the Blink Theater back oh, in the day um, with Susan Egan, I think I saw it. No. Yeah. What? Hello um, Again. How, what was that like? Because that music is... So hard to learn. Well, you all—it's very hard to learn. Michael John was, and also like gave us our his blessing, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna mess this up." Um, and also, your all of these scenes for people who don't know, "Hello Again" is based off of the play called La Ronde, which is in the round basically of like a circle. So it's a vignettes of couples having sex. And so my number was actually um, a year in two, it's uh, 10 different time periods and each character goes from one t- time period to another. It's very hard to explain. But anyway, I did one in the 40s and one in the 60s. And the one in the 60s, I actually sing a song while simulating sex oh. on top of a man. So it was very interesting. Uh, 
Wait, where can, can where can we see this? Um, on iTunes, you can find it. Okay, there's like a great cast: Martha Plimpton, yeah, just... Audra McDonald, Cheyenne Jackson, who has a very steamy scene. How did I not know about this? <clears throat> is it, it just, a like, fi- under the radar? Is it a filmed uh, concert, like stage thing, or is it like a movie movie? No, it's movie a movie musical. movie movie musical, and we sang live on set. So we did kind of what like Les Mis do, the Tom. Hooper did you have the Mis. secret microphones that got CGI in now? our in our ears? We had um, earwigs in, and we had accompaniment. And they would play uh, in our ear the accompaniment, so we would sing along to that, and then they put in the orchestrations afterwards. But the, um, that was the thing that I thought was weird about Les Mis, which is if you have to keep doing it over and over and over, you never know which one vocally. The, and that's the whole reason that they lip sync in a movie to the thing is because you you have to film the same scene. For, over, like for continuity for continuity and like over days and days and days so how do you not lose your voice or was this like this was like an independent movie so it was independent i did like two weekends and that was it and we got the number in like six six hours oh. yeah it was a lot it's very stressful but it was actually very empowering and enjoyable too well, it was I'm, hard i'm though. totally gonna watch this yeah you should it's really funny and weird um Watch and, me have sex. Yeah, I will totally feel weird watching yeah, you, totally. you do the nasty while singing. You should, yeah. Um, um, yes, Hello Again was great. And now, also, I was on your Showmance podcast, which is so much fun. You were. Are you loving it? I am. Um, yeah, we have some really exciting stuff coming up for 2020. Um, it's a reimagining of the podcast, so I can't really say anything yet. Okay, more than that, I've heard, I've secretly heard some. I'm sure you have some things. So I'm, I'm. Very well, we excited. are on the same network, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Um, we love Showman's. Kevin and I just like love working with each other, and we've been trying to find ways to work with each other since the show ended. Yeah. Um, and so this is. Just a great excuse to like hang out and chat and like have people listen. Also, hey, I know that uh, that Becca and a bunch of cool people were in a short film that you directed yes. recently. Was uh, that your first time directing? Yes. Is it over? Was it like exhausting and overwhelming? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like to be in things. charge? I'm. Oh, I was a born leader. Oh, okay. I, I was school class president in sophomore year. Mm. I um. And any kind of leadership role that there was to be uh, to apply for in life, like I probably did that. So I love being a leader and which but I also hate being a leader as well. Like I hate making decisions. So this is good for me. Oh, OK. You're yeah. forced to make decisions and really have an answer for everything. I do find that the best directors, especially working in an independent film scenario, it's all about just being able to make Yes. Decisions without waffling about it because throughout the day, every day that you're directing, yep. you you have to you have to kill babies. You have to yes. be like, okay, I'm not going to get that scene. We only exactly. have this much time, and not questioning your decision. Judge, yeah, exactly. You, so just, you just have, have to, have to you're like, go for it. It doesn't matter which decision you make. You just, you just have, have to choose one. one and stick with it. Yeah, and that's a good. I think that in anything directing wise, like just having answers because there's just so many questions that come at you from every which way um but i really enjoyed it and luckily like i had an incredible cast which made my job very easy i mean my actors were incredible so funny like one take wonders like jamie lynn sigler was on it was in it michael hitchcock like comedic genius is in it um becca was in it and so like All my favorite people yeah it just made it really really and will this um, – are you going to take your time editing it? Is this going to be yeah. like a festival piece or is it going to be like it's going up on Funny or Die type Yeah, thing? No. Uh, well, uh, all of those things. Okay. So, so we're definitely going to do some short uh, festivals. We're literally – I just saw a rough assembly, my first rough assembly like yesterday and it's uh, – we're in pretty good shape. You know, I knew I was going to like – probably freak out seeing the first cut so i prepared myself for the worst um (laughs) but it was great it actually turned out great everybody's very funny um but you know still needs some work and yeah we're gonna use it as proof of concept for something else so good yeah and uh i think i think you need to be um directing episodes of tv shows soon (sighs) I mean, that's the ideal. I would love that. I love the pace of, I love and hate the pace of TV. It's just so fast. And I, I totally get it having been on a set for six years. Um, yeah. And 
I, you know, you just have to like, cause there's like feature directors who come on and to do episodic and they just don't get how much time they don't have. And I'm like, I'm all about that. Like, let's move, let's get it, like move on. My favorite director was Eric Stoltz um, on Glee. Oh. He was like a three take wonder, got it, knew what he wanted, came in with a vision, came in with like, um, like just thoughts and was very provo- like thought provoking for the actors in addition to like getting the shots he wanted. So I feel like I read an article about him where he uh, wanted to direct, but he decided to work every position on set and like, including like being a PA so that he, that sounds very much like Eric Stoltz so that he can understand. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Right. Uh, When we come back, we're going to get into some trash and treasure with Jenna. Are you going to trash it or stash it? Okay, we're back. It's time for All Around Us Treasure, Treasure. Make your mind up once your pleasure. Treasure, treasure. I've asked you to bring me two items. Okay. One of them, something meaningful to you. One of them, not, and you'd like to get rid of it. Okay. So please present me your two items. This is a sweater. And it's Lulu's Pie Shop in full rhinestones. Okay. okay, it's a deep teal sweatshirt. Zip zip up hoodie. Zip up hoodie. Oh, I'm looking at the back of it. Okay, and it's a it's a beautifully bedazzled. <laughs> I love that word. Uh, it, Lulu's pie shop from. Is that from Waitress? Waitress the musical. And it, it feels good to the touch. <laughs> it does. All of these rhinestones. It's very pleasing to the eye. I don't know. You know, maybe it was done by hand. Maybe it was a machine. We don't know. Okay. It was done by hand. And your second item, please. And we have. A, a notebook, a moleskin notebook with pages and written things inside. I don't know how much you want me to explain yet. So okay. that's for you. You can open it up and um, go for it too. It says, am I allowed to look in the I don't even know what's in there, pockets? but sure, go for it. Okay. There's photos. Who, who's this man? Who's this man? Oh, that was my best friend who's not my, I haven't spoken to in a year. So. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> There's photos. I didn't even know there were photos in there. Um, like you guys were in a. Fu- okay, I'm gonna yeah, get to that know. in a moment. Yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so sweatshirt, Broadway themed sweatshirt or 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 journal looking type thing. Um, I'm noticing that there are a few pages like turned down, like quartered in this notebook, but there's not a lot of the pages aren't filled. And now we have the little clue of there were photos that you didn't know were in there. But all the people that I'm not friends with. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, today I'm not confident in my choices, but I'm going to say that this Lulu's Pies sweatshirt is, is your treasure. Am I correct? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Tricked ya. No. <laughs> but there's barely anything written in this notebook. Yes, but you want to know what's actually in the notebook? Okay, so this is your treasure item, this so, notebook. Yes, tell me about this it. This moleskin treasure is, um, it's the folded down pages. These are, I, I've di- well, here's the thing. When you get a moleskin, or how many moleskins do you have in a million? How many times can you say moleskin? Um, how many moleskin journals do I have in my house? Probably about 50. And I, I try to assign them different things. That's why a lot of the pages aren't used because they're for different topics. Okay. So this one specifically is for when I talk to psychics and I write them down. <gasps> yes. So. What? I write down a lot of the things that they say, and a, a lot of the psychics that I talk to will say, like, write this down, put it away, and then come back to it in, like, a year and look at it and see if anything has come to fruition. Um, and some of them are complete bullshit and the horrible psychics, but the ones that I keep coming back to are so good that it's scary. I mean, it is frightening. Like, so you've gone to them, a lot of psychics. I talk to them on the phone, and I like the ones on the phone because they can't see you, they can't read you, they can't be like, oh, she's the, she looks like a performer or whatever. You okay. know, I went Because I went to one, and it was like my mom giving me advice. And it was like, wrong. Waste of money. Yeah, total waste of money. But the one that I keep going back to who has been referred to me, she's not a psychic 
full time. She's a teacher and she does this because she has these things and these feelings. So when I talked to her, which I've talked to her a couple of times now, she told me that I would, when I was living in New York, that I was going to end up back in LA at some point pretty soon, which happened. Um, she also told me that I was going to meet, I asked her, I was single at the time. Um, she said I was going to meet a guy. He was going to be um, handsome. He's going to have a defined jaw. He's going to have a smile that his whole face smiles. And he was going to, he's genuine, sincere, um, really good conversationalist and that his father's not in the picture and what happened i met david and he literally has the best conversationalist i've ever met he has the most adorable smile that his whole face and his father's not in the picture um she also told me like there were things that i i can't even explain to i mean you. obviously i'm gonna ask you yeah. for her number yeah you need it you need it she's amazing so this is my psychic and, and then, so, like, the photos in the back, were those, like... Those are actually my dressing room photos from Woodworth. Okay, so got it. I, I Again, I tried to assign things, but sometimes these journals get convoluted and lots of things happen in them, but, yeah. Well, I enjoy that this is, you know, it's not particularly a valuable item, but you've assigned a great responsibility. It is a great... It is. To it, I, which is, like, your thoughts and feelings and future and oh whatnot. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I had... I will say I'm very skeptical about psychic stuff like 50 percent of me is like yes it's uh, all true and totally. the other half of me is like it's bullshit totally but i will say i had this guy tyler the medium what tyler the medium Did no but oh, i'm fascinated by that tyler show. the medium went over to kevin's house and said lots of things to kevin Whoa. yeah so you're gonna have kevin on and then oh tell, my god yeah. i'm asking about that yeah i had a guy come over okay so my friend worked at this uh beverly hills plastic surgeon office and the the office had this psychic come over who sort of like reads the space and helps your business as well for sure personal stuff and he said to my friend and the other ladies working there he said you know i i see you guys aren't going to be working here in a couple weeks like i see your time together coming to an end weird um so just know like you're you guys are moving on to new different careers this is my friend's an actor this was her her side hustle and two weeks later, that the the doctor accidentally drove off a cliff in Malibu. He was the one that did, no! did Hi- all of Heidi's surgery, I guess. Stop! And he died. So yeah, they they moved. They weren't there in two weeks because the office closed down because ah! he died. No. So I said to my friend, Fuck. I want to go to that psychic. Fuck. I'd be like, don't send me there because you're going to tell me that my time's going to end and I'm going to die instead. That's when my friend asked me for a, a recommendation for a psychic the other day. She goes, but not one that's going to tell you if you're going to die or not. And I was like, well, you are going to die, but may- maybe not not know, know when. Well, I mean, he and he also <laughs> told my friend that he said, oh, you're having a she was pregnant. She hadn't really told people. And he said, you're you're pregnant and you're having a boy. And it's like a dolphin baby, which I think means like. You're like you're a new spirit on the planet or something. That sounds right. I'm going to start using that dolphin yeah. baby yeah. because there's a lot. You know, of there's like old souls versus yeah, dolphin babies. We call them green. They're green. Yeah, like first time on brand the brand new. Like first time around. Brand new. Joey, but, Joey Tribbiani. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, yes. Yes. I uh, I did have the guy come to my house for my birthday. Oh my god. And he said he told me all these things, and I was like four years went by, and I was just I kept thinking about that. Yeah his reading and I was like god damn it none of those things came true Mm. I keep trying to make them come true and they don't (laughs) well that's it and he said (laughs) he said you're gonna get into really good shape and so I'm like well none of the things are happening so what if if I get in a good shape maybe it'll make the things start happening (laughs) and so then like the time went by and then all of a sudden I realized everything that he had said had come true and what he had (gasps) said was you're going to get in good shape. You're going to start doing something with with costumes. So, of course, my mind thought, I'm going to be in a right. Marvel movie. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm getting into good shape. Right, right. Um, costumes, I'm going to be in the Avengers. Oh. <laughs> and he said, you're going to, you know, costumes, and you're going to do something around uh, the Oscars. And I'd just done a short film and submitted it to the Oscars, but we didn't get in and so i thought oh great i'm gonna make another one of these right um but i then did a thing for e for the oscars they sent me to all like i did all of their red carpet things and he gave me a dollar amount that i was gonna make and that dollar amount was what i made no 
for doing the Instagram e stuff. No! But I didn't realize any of it until after it all happened <laughs> that he was totally right, but in a completely different way than I had thought about it. Well, that's the thing. But also, I don't know. Was that a coincidence? Maybe. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's a coincidence. There's stuff that you can you can manifest, like getting into shape. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I, love that I, that I was definitely trying manifest. to manifest my future by going to the gym. Does Becca make you go to Barry's boot camp with her? No, I don't do Barry's boot camp. Why you don't? You're not into that kind I of do training aggressive. Me. Oh, me too. Wait, what? What? Do you I go to gone... Studio City or West Hollywood? Oh, I go to the West Hollywood one. I go to the West Hollywood one. I'm I've there... also been slacking oh. and I haven't been going. You would see me then because I'm always there. I'm like there. I'm either there Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Do you go in the morning? Or Saturdays, yeah. Okay, absolutely not. I, I will never in... see you. Okay, I'll never see you. I go. Well, I, I don't put go it at off. night. So. I put it off. I go. I say I'm going to go at 4 p.m. and then I, I wander into the 7 p.m. class. <laughs> Remember I when it. I can't I can't work out uh, before I go to sleep or I won't go to sleep. Oh, and um, number two, if I if I don't work out in the morning, I will never work out. So I have to do it at the first point of my day so that I don't have enough time to think about it, or else I will never happen. I I go like completely like brain blackout at 4 p.m. So I I do my best work in the mornings. So I had to make myself a morning person, which I'm not, but I am now. And I work out before I can even think about it. I literally roll out of bed, put my workout clothes on, and go to workout. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm so jealous of this because I can't stop just <laughs> sitting in bed for an hour looking at my phone <laughs> you can't every do morning. that you gotta put your phone on the other side of no, the room no i can't I, do, I just i have to i don't know what it is i can't not it's <sighs> yeah it's like you gotta no you gotta start making the habit you know oh, fine stop bossing <laughs> me around stop telling me what to do I'm in my in my fitness do. journey but then you can take class with me okay i so- take class with andrew reynolds all the time do you know andrew no, I don't know. I have no of him. I know He's his lovely. work. We we uh we take a class together. Um, Is he into me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, such a jerk. Okay, so now this waitress, this waitress sweatshirt, yeah, Lulu's pies. It's you want to get rid of it? What's the story with this? Have you been just? It's just sitting at your house, and you're like, yeah, I'm never gonna and wear it's this. like one of the things that like I have 15 million things from waitress, and like I don't need another one. I did pay for this one to be made, so it's like <gasps> one of those that you're like, do Whoa. I get rid of it? Do I not get rid of it? <laughs> it's one of the only hoodie sweatshirts that fits underneath my leather jacket, so which is why I've kept it for so long. But part of me just wants to get rid of it. But I, here's the thing. Look how pretty it is. It's very pretty and it feels so nice. Ugh, maybe but I'll just you, give it to my niece. But I, you can also give it to me. I can put the pressure on and you can give it to me and we can auction it off for charity. Oh, that's nice. How do you feel about that? I haven't actually figured out how to do that stuff yet, but I have a, a sack of items from okay. my first few guests and then I'm going to make well, a this little... This one you better auction off for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. up to the people. I'll probably Let's do... Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Well, it's going to be on like one of those eBay charity things. and you My know. heart just started to beat. Oh, really my God. Fast. You're but it's attached. trash. But I, I mean. It's my, and it's not trash, but it's, you know. It's yeah. trash. It's going to go to charity. Uh-huh. It's going to charity. It's going to charity. Uh, maybe. I don't I don't know if we should deface it and have you sign it or mm. uh, maybe we'll maybe I'll sign write a, a note. note. Okay. From my psychic journal, I'll pull this yeah. out and yeah. then I'll write a note. Yeah. And then we'll auction it off. Great. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's that time to say goodbye. Thanks for having me. What's your favorite? I didn't ask, I didn't ask you on Showman's. Like, do you have a favorite musical? If I had to think about it from the top, off the top of my head, probably Into the Woods. That's mine too. No. Yeah. I did it twice. Once in high school and once in college. I did it once in college. Who'd you play? Little Red? Yeah, twice. Oh my God, you'd be so good. I love it. Can we just can we just do a um a single <laughs> a single like a li- a living room reading with fun people? Count me count me in. I'm there. Michael Hitchcock as <gasps> Jack, the mysterious man. I mean, that's like he the happiest well. role. Though. Hitchcock doesn't sing. He doesn't sing. No, I saw him yesterday. We had lunch, and he said, "I would love to do something." And then he's like, "But I don't sing." Okay, so, so he's the mysterious man. Yeah. What part do you want to play? Are you sick of playing Little Red? Yeah, I'm so sick of playing Little Red. Do you want to be the baker's wife? Yes! Okay, I want to be the baker. Yes! <laughs> well, I, played... I guess if we are hosting this thing, yeah. that we should be able to pick the roles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I play Jack, and I feel like I've matured, Same. and I should be... Yeah, what we're, is... we're growing up. This is our growing up into the woods reading. 
<laughs> What's Becca going to play? She'll she want to kill herself. She's not going to do that. <laughs> she won't. We have to force her. Yeah, we'll force her to do it. Should we make her be Little Red? Make her be the witch. <laughs> <laughs> we can make Kevin be with Jack. Kevin will play oh, Jack. Oh, yeah. He'll willingly. be so good at that. He auditioned for the movie, and he learned that's the only song he knows from it is Giants. So That's the only song he knows for it? Yeah, then good. He deserved funny. to not get I that know, movie. I know. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, listen, if you don't into the woods, you don't deserve to be at that audition. Oh, I'm, telling, I'm telling room. you off air who auditioned to play the baker's wife that would have been amazing and didn't get it oh god i can't say who okay. it is on air but. all right fine anyway thanks for listening to the trash cast bye bye thanks for listening to tommy lank's trash cast the lady gang network is produced by will sterling steve delamater kirsten woodward and elizabeth baquet thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from The Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Boxer wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah, and we're wishing you a happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Sheena Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys it's Nas and Nadia from ladies, ladies like, like us. us we want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show we could not do it without you happy holidays hey it's Heather and Terry Dubrow hello happy holidays happy holidays everybody Chuck I know you love being Santa no I am Santa yeah. All day, every day. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays from adulting, adulting like a mother father. Hey everyone, it's Kayla Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving! And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free. Give us your ears and they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and everything that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line 